let our children be a little bit uncomfortable. Let's let our children struggle a little bit um, because they need to learn how to work and process through that. They need to learn to advocate for themselves. Welcome to the My Sports Life podcast for Positive Coaching Alliance Minnesota, a nonprofit dedicated to providing coaches training and parents training to provide an ethical standard in youth sports, bring back leadership skills and the good qualities that sports can give kids. I'm Kelsey Carlson. I work over at Fox 9 in the Twin Cities. Alongside my husband, Dave, we really believe in this organization. In Minnesota, PCA is backed by all the major sports teams, plus several Olympians. And nationally, it is backed by the major sports organizations, business leaders, and Olympians as well. Our guest today, Scott Stanfield, former Brainerd High School basketball coach and the athletic director at Brainerd High School, Charlie Campbell. Now, Scott quit and got a lot of attention for this, coaching high school basketball. He said it became more stressful than his job as a police officer. The parent culture became so stressful. So we want to talk to Scott and Charlie today about what's going on in youth sports. Thank you both for joining us. Glad to hear from you. Yeah, thanks for having us. We have three questions that we want to touch on here today. Number one for you, Scott, what was the breaking point? And, and Charlie, we want you to weigh in on this as well because you supported Scott. It's kind of an interesting dynamic and friendship that you had and have maintained through all of this. Also, we've had meddling parents for a long, long time, but what's different about today's sports culture? And then, Scott, you had an interesting prediction about high school sports that they may actually go away at some point. So we want you to explain yourself and, and talk a little bit about where you think things are headed. So let's go ahead and get started here. Scott, first of all, uh, to say that this is more stressful, that coaching basketball was more stressful than your job as a police officer, what was the breaking point for you? I think just to clarify that, I think, you know, you can look at stress on a couple different different fronts. Uh, you know, being a police officer is no fun. You never know what's going on mm-hmm. uh, when you go to a call. So that part of stress was very high as a police, that, you know, with police work. But uh, with the coaching stuff, it was more stress for me knowing that there is a problem with parents and how to fix it and not wanting to uh, you know get into a confrontation with the parent that gets overheated after a game or during a practice or after a practice where uh, something violent might happen you know I didn't want to continually put myself in that situation uh, where uh, you know, when you had enough, enough is enough, and you don't want to strike out and become the coach that hit a parent or got into a physical confrontation with a parent that wouldn't have been fair to uh, the guys I coached with, my assistants who put in so much time. It wouldn't have been fair to Mr. Campbell to have to deal with the aftermath of that kind of behavior. And I could, uh, I could feel the, uh, you know, that building in me, and I'm not that kind of a person. I think, you know, the older I've, I've gotten, the more uh, that part of me has settled down where I think 10, 15 years ago, I probably would have hit him. But uh, thank God you mature, you get a little smarter, maybe a little slower, and uh, you don't do those things. But that was the basic thing for me. I didn't want to put myself, my family, the school who I represented in the community in, in that kind of a light. And uh, it was a struggle trying to figure out how do you deal deal with these uh, parents because it's not, you know, 
happen year in year out. It's just it's never an isolated incident. It uh, it just continues. So, and it happens at uh, younger levels. It's getting down to third, fourth grade where you're he- hearing this uh, kind of behavior. So for me, it was more about how do we work to solve a problem that has been with us for generations that nobody really wants to talk about too much. Uh, I know coaches have left. I've worked with coaches who have left and just kind of said, well, for personal reasons and health reasons, I'm leaving. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be upfront and honest about it and say, hey, this is the issue. This is the problem. This is why I'm leaving. And this is why almost every coach who leaves feels the same way. Well, it is a problem. And uh, Mr. Campbell has spent a lot of time, I know, uh, during the last half of the winter and, and into the spring and into the summer, trying to figure out a way how he can get in, in uh, front of the parents and get in front of this thing to solve the problem. If he keeps working at that, I think we can be, uh, Rainer can be a leader in uh, how, how are we going to defuse situations, how are we going to handle it as a school and a community, because, you know, it hurts. It hurts uh, our kids, it hurts the coaches, it hurts the community, it hurts the school, and most of all, uh, you know, you talk about the kids you coach, and, uh, you know, I've talked to uh, hundreds of coaches, I mean, kids I've coached over the years. And in the last few years, the, the memories our kids have is of these incidents, mm-hmm. not a big win, not uh, what they've accomplished personally on the court. It's about, gee, do you remember this guy came in or this person said that? That's what they remember, and I that's concerning to me. Scott, it is interesting to hear you speak because it sounds to me like you were just as frustrated and afraid of yourself as you were the parents. You were afraid of of what that was going to bring out in you and you had a you had a you had a lot of good self-reflection. I mean, you sat back and a lot of people don't do this. Kelsey and I were talking about this before the podcast where we should all kind of sit back and you know, do a little self-reflection and challenge ourselves and that's it sounds like that's what you were doing, and uh, you decided to step ahead of maybe a bad reaction that would come out of you. Absolutely, I didn't. I didn't want to be in that situation. My, you know, I have a great wife who, who I think saw it coming too as part of my mm-hmm. personality. And uh, uh, you know, the year before, she goes, "Hey, you you got to you got to take a step back and look at uh, look at yourself a little bit and what's going on." And, uh, I absolutely did not want to put our school and Mr. Campbell through a situation where he'd have to answer to people not only in Brainerd, but quite frankly all over why I did what I did. And it was the best thing to do. I think we absolutely together have done the right thing. I know uh, I feel better about it uh, by trying to help and uh, removing myself from something that uh, – I, I would uh, regret the rest of my life and, quite frankly, take away of all the good things that we've done in the program the last yeah. seven years, which, uh, you know, people tend to overlook. But we had great seasons. Um, we turned out great kids. And I didn't want one thing to undermine what we what we did. Now, I'm not sure I can fully picture what you were dealing with there. Uh, when you say it was volatile, can you both give me an example of something that happened where... You were dealing with a pressure cooker? Well, yeah, I, you know, and I, I just want to make sure, you know, that we have fantastic parents in Brainerd. We really do. And it's been humbling the support that have, has poured in from players and co- uh, other coaches and parents. The incidents 
I think are, and these people are, are I believe, are really good people, but they just, they lost focus, they lost uh, their cool, and, uh, you know, an incident after a game where um, things got really heated and volatile, uh, there was people on the court that were overhearing a conversation that they didn't need to overhear, and uh, it, it was not good, and uh, the other incidents was, was at a practice uh, that, that uh, an individual came in and uh, was extremely agitated. You know, we had to uh, call the authorities to get them removed from the gym. Were parents physically threatening you? Yes. Wow. And can you expand on that? Well, it, it's, uh, you know, when people get heated like that, uh, you kind of you kind of blow it off. But, yeah, I mean, they threatened to, uh, you know, kick my ass and, uh, you know, don't go don't go out alone somewhere and stuff like that. But when I was a police officer, yeah, when I was a police officer, you know, you had the, you had all the cards. I had all the ace cards, so you know, uh, one more word, you go to jail. And to be honest with you, um, if if <laughs> that's where they would have been if I was working the street. Wow, but what were they upset about? Playing time. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, so that leads into our second question here. We've had meddling parents, you know, parents that will complain or go try to go over your head to the athletic director, feel like their child hasn't been treated fairly. We've had that forever. But what do you think is different about today's sports culture and what you saw personally? Kelsey, this is Charlie speaking. Um, you know, today, uh, I think culturally it's different because um, in sport, everybody's an expert today. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, we wouldn't uh, uh, dream of walking on our flight to Las Vegas and knocking on the cockpit door and offering our suggestions to the pilot on proper takeoff and landing. Um, we leave that business to the pilot and we entrust our, our care and, and that journey uh, into their hands. And uh, even when it's uh, sometimes disruptive and uncomfortable, we still leave it to the to the pilots uh, uh, and crew to get us through that. And, um, you know, today in sport culture, I feel that parents um, uh, really believe they, they're experts. Uh, and I believe that, uh, and there's a lot of reasons for that. ESPN television, all of the, the constant analysis and breakdown of professional and collegiate sports and uh, social media coverage. I mean, that information is out there. We're obsessed with sport. We love sport yeah. because sport is good. Um, I believe that pay uh, for play, the youth sport model, um, there's a feeling of entitlement that comes with that. Um, you know, my child was, um, you know, as AAU coach said, uh, he was one of the you know, best players in that league. Uh, and so we're being compared to a model that's not even ours and, um, and expected to hold up uh, a similar experience to the kids, and we just can't. You know, we can't do that because we are we are not that, that AAU or that, that club uh, mentality. Uh, so it, it really is a uh, it really is different. There's just been a huge disconnect over sports as an experience that helped grow and develop kids, uh, and sports as I'm paying for this and therefore I'm entitled to have an experience that looks like uh, whatever they want it to be. You know, and, and Kelsey and I, they can't be the same. Uh, AAU sports or club sports cannot be the same as high school because you're going down two different roads. The high school is about, and I love what, what Charlie said earlier uh, in the spring about, you know, 
we are coaching, we want to coach the whole child. And, uh, you know, that definition to me is, is powerful because uh, not only are you here to teach the kids the sport that you're coaching specifically, but you're also trying to teach them about uh, what what faith means and what family really is and what uh, uh, being a man of integrity is and how do we get there from uh, a 15-year-old to finally a 25-year-old who's married and uh, raising a family and getting up and going to work. And, uh, you know, that that really should be our primary responsibility. So AAU and high school sports, we're, we're going down two paths, not that AAU is necessarily evil. It, it, it isn't. I, I believe there's a place for it. But I don't think the parents understand that they are two totally different programs. Uh, I love high school sports too much. I think, uh, you know, the education involved in the classroom, extending into the into the practice time and, and the playing has got to be united, and uh, that's where that's where kids really develop and learn. You know, uh, uh, one without the other is is not good. It's not as good. Um, you can play and play and play, but are you really developing the whole kid into being what you want them to be twenty years down the road? Right. Let's talk about the kids for a second. Is their attitude a reflection of their parents, or are they completely different from their parents? Do they know why they're there? You know, our, our player culture here at Brainerd has been fantastic. I think, I don't think they necessarily uh, are the same. I think uh, parents come in and, and want to start complaining or talking about why their kid isn't playing, and if, if their sons knew that their parents were doing that, they would be embarrassed. And uh, is that right, Charlie? I, I don't take those calls, but Mr. Campbell can probably answer that better than I can. It is a pretty frequent um request when I'm contacted by parents uh, to say that my son or daughter does not know I'm calling. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I just, I want to make sure it stays that way. And that, you know, my, my first response to that is um, that puts me in an incredibly difficult position. I, I think you're calling because you would like something to change, but yet you're basically not allowing me to have an honest conversation with um, the one person who can really help facilitate maybe a better environment, and that's the coach. Your child's never come forward to talk with the coach, um, and you won't let me, you know, you won't get in the same room so we can all sit down and try to understand each other better. I, I, I just don't understand how that can go anywhere. Do you have, let me just throw this question out, and it might be a really broad one, but as you said that, I'm thinking, do you have any advice for the kids, for their parents, that you give at the beginning of the season now to help sort of get in front of this? Like, how do you solve conflict? Uh, what is the best way for parents and, and the players to go about that? Well, first of all, I don't know that we're in the business of solving the conflict. I think we're probably in the business of managing it. The decisions we're going to make at a department or program level are not always going to line up with what a parent believes is the best decision for their child. And we're just going to be in that place. I mean, sometimes we have to make roster. We have to cut kids from programs because there are roster limits. Mm -hmm. That's going to be extremely hurtful for a child. But it's not a decision we make out of anger or spite or dislike for a child. It's a reflection of that child's skill on on that particular day or in that particular year. Um, And uh, so I guess some of the advice is those decisions are not a reflection of how we feel about your child. 
we can love your child and they cannot play on our teams or be, you know, uh, participate in a game even. I, I think the other piece of advice is if there is an issue, um, we need to teach our children to advocate for themselves. If it doesn't bother them enough um, that they're willing to have a conversation with the coach, then, then let's let it be. Let's let our children be a little bit uncomfortable. Let's let our children struggle a little bit um, because they need to learn how to work and process through that. They need to learn to advocate for themselves. Our coaches are professional people. They're not going to hold a child, hold it against a child because they want to know what they can do to play a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think those are two really important things that we could start with. You know, Kelsey, too, is uh, nothing's good has ever happened without a little tension. And if we can teach our kids that tension and feeling that way is good, if you teach them how to communicate through that tension to, uh, to the coach or to the teacher or to the athletic director, boy, a lot of things can be done pretty good. Yeah, how do you get through the hard stuff? All right, question number three. When we talked on the phone last week, Scott, you mentioned you think there could be a day when we don't see high school sports. And that's a pretty bold statement. So uh, what did you mean by that? And where do you see youth sports, especially at the high school level, going right now? What I fear is, is somebody, a group of companies or, or a big, uh, somebody with a lot, a lot of money is going to come in and say, hey, uh, we're going we're gonna to take this summer program into the fall, in the winter, and uh, we got the money to throw behind it, and we'll attract the very best kids and start it that way and those kids will be able to travel uh, on the weekends they'll be able to travel out of state they'll be able to play any day they want and uh, you know they'll be uh, coached uh, and, and provided for that way um, I feel that then you know the rules of the school such as where are you, are you in good standing academically are you good standing as a as a citizen and a, a a part of the school community will go to the wayside, and uh, uh, that that will then trickle down, like AAU has trickled down, I believe, into some pretty some pretty young kids now. It's money driven. Mm Hope -hmm. um, you follow the money, um, <laughs> and there's a ton of money in new sports. You guys mentioned it at the uh, breakfast we were at. The billions of dollars that someone is making off of kids. Is, is amazing to me, and uh, I just think the high school league, and I, I know they're doing a good job because I've, I've, I've seen it. They're trying to get the message out. We're fighting back. We're trying to find solutions to uh, what it really means to be an athlete, you know, in the high school league and what team sports mean, and uh, they're in a battle, and they are uh, uh, doing a good job trying to get the word out. That, hey, we are different, and we're proud that we're different. And you're, uh, you know, the Positive Coaching Alliance is, is something that's got to be, you got it's got to be in every school, and it's got to be in every every middle school now. And it, unfortunately, it's probably got to be in every elementary school where that message of, that you're, you're you're communicating has got to be going down that low. Because if it isn't, I can see groups of parents and uh, somebody financing teams and off they go. Well, it's an interesting prediction. And I can see where the money would come in and, and would change the dynamic. But boy, you change that dynamic. And 
you lose a community gathering point. That it's so much yes. more than just the actual playing of the sport, yes. but you bring people together to rally around a team and uh, people get to catch up with one another. And there's a neighbor aspect to all of that that you would not get with club sports. Yeah. So I think you're right, Kelsey. You know, up north here, I think that's even bigger uh, than down in the metro area small northern schools that's what they do on a tuesday and friday they go to the high school game you know and and, uh we have good crowds in brainerd well you all have started a very interesting conversation i know you've gotten a lot of attention nationwide um by by stepping back from the basketball program and being real about your reasons why we thank you both for your time. It was an interesting conversation, a lot of perspective here. I know a lot of people are going to enjoy it. Thank you, guys. All right, Kelsey. Thanks, Kelsey. To learn more about Positive Coaching Alliance, head to positivecoach.org. Get the latest episodes as they're released of the My Sports Life podcast by subscribing through iTunes. Follow our journey as we introduce you to coaches, athletes, and leaders who are trying to make a positive impact on youth and high school sports. Better athletes, better people. This is the My Sports Life Podcast.